And hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. You're bringing me sunshine. Oh, it's like vodka with fresh shine. Let it flow. I'm having a fun time. Oh, serving up red wine. He knows. I drink more than I should. That's right, where the podcast explores the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons, but we don't do it from the beginning, from seasons one and beyond. No, we say let's do 11 and beyond because there's plenty of other podcasts out there that have covered the golden age one through 10. But my partner and I decided to uh, do 11 and beyond. But now we're doing something a little different in the current timeline. We are watching the current season of The Simpsons, which is season 33. And we're doing that as we go, as it airs. And just in case or there's a break from the new episodes, then we will go back to our form mentioned 11 and beyond which we will watch an episode at random all right hope we got that covered i'm an annoyed grand boy <laughs> craig and with me is the other annoyed grand boy it's steve all right steve welcome we're getting towards the end of october that's right the spookiest season of the year all right. except for april with the tax time well steve how are we doing we are good at as of this recording, on Monday, October 18th, Mercury is now out of retrograde. The car company? Yes, the 80s car company that made mid-price sedans. Yeah. Mercury, a uh, subsidiary of the DMC Corporation. No, it's some star thing that people talk about a lot. And evidently, when it is in retrograde, bad things happen to people and the world gets crazy. But now, it's not. See, what are we watching on TV before we talk about The Simpsons? Um. Well, let's see. I finished up Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. Now I'm watching on Hulu. There's a new animated show, which I think it might be on the FX program Cake, but it's called Poorly Drawn Lines, and it features Ron Funches of uh, Harley Quinn fame and Darcy Carden of uh, Good Place fame. And it's a little animated short cartoon with uh, a bear, a bird, and a lady. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It, it feels like early uh, early 90s, kind of like MTV animation. And it's a little sketchy, like not like <laughs> not like a full episode. And, you know, there's drug dealers. Yeah, it's a little sketchy. It's just a wacky cartoon, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but other than that, uh, it's uh, autumn here in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Can you give us the time and weather? It's like 50 degrees, you know, a 30% chance of rain. Well, Steve, yes, it is the end of, close to the end of October. And we're still doing the beers. And I'm still doing the pumpkin beers because, of course, it is October. Well, that means it's time for our favorite portion of the show, the Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> Uh, so, Craig, as you know, I like to uh, associate my beer with the episode we're about to watch. Um, but as you're watching episodes, quote unquote, live, that makes it harder. Um, but if you think about it, really, any beer would work because it's, this episode focuses around Mo. Mo's a bartender who serves beer. But I went an extra step and I went with a beer that features a pink elephant, which is a thing that you supposedly see when you're drunk. Now, I've been drinking for quite a bit of my life. You have to see one, so I'm going to keep on trying. Um, but this beer is called Delirium Nocturnum, which is a variant of the Tremens, Delirium Tremens, which is a funny name to name a beer 
after a after a condition that you get from drinking too much because it's basically another term for the shakes but the delirium nocturnum is the darker side of that beer and uh from beeradvocate.com they say that it is a warm velvety soft character beer with a strong taste and long-lasting bitter aftertaste it's a sister belgian ale to the delirium tremens and it has a strong complex and lots of flavor and character. The can is, as I said, kid-friendly with a dark blue background with a happy pink elephant. Talk about elephant in the room. Hey ho! I'm about to drink it. So it's a dark, dark amber color. Ooh, nice uh, soft aroma. Ooh, bitter. Um, a little malty. Actually, really malty. Almost taste of like raisins and kind of dried fruit. Hmm. Really full-bodied. It's uh, eight and a half percent, so fairly strong. And they recommend that you serve it at forty-one to forty-five degrees Fahrenheit. It's a nice Belgian ale. It's kind of got that kind of funkiness a little bit. Really bold. I highly recommend it. Yeah, you sold me on the uh, raisiny, like kind of like not spicy, but yeah, I would say like is it would like a very good like holiday ale maybe? Yeah, I would say that's a good good note on it. Uh, Molasses, caramel, spice, Mm, uh, dates. That sounds good. Mm, I love a date. So do I, but alas, I'm married. And yeah, so it's got that yeasty maltiness. Pits. (laughs) (laughs) These jokes are gonna make me prune up. I'm sorry, I'm plumb out of it. More okay. <laughs> what you got, Craig? Uh, um, all right. Well, I'm going back to uh, Elysian Ale because it was a variety pack, Steve. That's right. The other one was the coffee one, and now I'm doing the Great Pumpkin. It's an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. So it's a right. take on their classic night ale, but a bit easier. Classic night ale. It's a real aha moment you have in there. Uh, so yeah, um, this one is. Um, says uh, roasted with uh, pumpkin and pumpkin seeds and spice with cinnamon, not my clothes and all spice girls. Yeah. It's got uh, you said what yours was 8.5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, a merely an 8.4. Oh, wow. Yes. It's kid friendly. Cause it's cool. It's just, you know, a cool looking Jack lantern. That's about it. It's got, he's got me and it's got stitches on it. <laughs> Good that he's going to afford healthcare. Yeah. As a pumpkin. Uh, who I get to smell it now. I smell the pumpkin, but I also smell like the raisiny spices like you were describing. Ooh. Yeah, that was um, a lot darker, a lot, a lot smoother. I, <laughs> yeah, it tastes like uh, pumpkin pie. Lovely. Or more like a pumpkin muffin. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. The the pumpkin ale continues. Nice. Uh, I feel like aside from last week, your other two outings in the pumpkin land have been successful. They have. Uh, yeah, one more coming up. Oh, boy. Can't wait to see what it is. Well, I bet it's from the same company. <laughs> And the same variety pack that you get at your local Kroger for $19.99. Yes. Um, maybe uh, I will join you next week in the pumpkin celebration with a pumpkin ale of my own. That would be delightful. All righty. Speaking of delightful, Craig, let's uh, go to the delight that is the uh, box office. Well, it is that time of the year for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, means the sequel to the movie Halloween. Uh, Halloween Kills. Oh, uh, it's about uh, Mike Myers uh, doing a uh, stand-up for the first time, going <laughs> to the improv, and and he killed. Just I do like uh, eight minutes of uh, Austin Powers. No, doing uh, William Shatner jokes. Ah, oh, yes, of course. The mask was okay. Oh, his name is Mike Myers. Okay, <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen like the re because this is like it's a sequel to the first movie, but the like Halloween's after the first movie never existed. So this is like if only the first one existed. Yeah. And then Jamie Lee Curse came back. So like her H2O doesn't work, right? Right. So these horror movies, like, you know, it's hard continuity. 
It is. Because I'm not really an Uber. I know I've said it before. I'm not an Uber horror fan, but I do like a good a good Halloween horror movie during this, this time of year. So Yeah, it is the season and all that. And it's kind of amazing that this movie was number one in the box office because you could also watch it free on Peacock if you have Peacock. Yeah. But no one wants to watch on Peacock. So like, I'd rather go to the theater and use your crappy app. Yeah, because nobody likes the Peacock app. And it, uh, it also feels like a movie that you should see in, in the, the theater yeah, for all this right. scares and the spooks and all that. Huh. See if I was in the theater, I'd be way scarier. Uh, have you seen the remake or this continuation? Or uh, no, I'm behind on my Halloween uh, watching because I'm also uh, I like them in theory, but I, I I think I mentioned before, but I really enjoy more the '80s kind of campiness of it. Yeah. And uh, I know that the Halloween films can be fun, but I just I enjoy the more goofiness of like a night before Nightmare on Elm Street type of thing. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes like nothing. Like I feel like a lot of these newer horror horror movies, like just nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Like except for like, oh, there's like a little girl like walking on all fours like a spider or something like that for two seconds. (laughs) And they're also so self serious too, right? I, I, I think I like more of like the suspenseful ones because I think Midsommar, like that movie just lives in my brain. Yeah. Is a very effective, like a tense movie. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kirkman Houghton. Um, Wasn't there like a scary movie I just watched? Was it Free Guy? Is that a scary movie? I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, that Child's Play movies. Oh, yeah. Those, those are a lot of fun. Favorite. And uh, I just oh, watched yeah. the first episode of Chucky. There's a series of Chucky now? Yeah, it's on sci fi. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm like, how are you going to make a TV show? And it's, it's, you know, still in the same continuity with, uh, uh jennifer tilly i think yeah she actually is going to be in it i don't know if she's going to be the doll because it's just like chucky and it's you know the same guy who created the the movie series mm-hmm. doing it and uh brad dwarf is back doing the chucky voice oh nice because i did watch the remake that was a couple years ago with aubrey plaza and uh, mark hamill oh yeah as chucky it was fine yeah it was it was fine yeah won't beat the original all right enough about halloween <laughs> what's the number one song sure hope it's that cool play again oh boy it's so it's so cool they get a new song it's when one of the my favorite things about having this new uh thing that we're doing where we're watching new episodes is we gotta find out all about the new music and hear new sounds so it's not the same thing week after week after week so let's take a look and see what was uh number one on the billboard hot 100 why it's uh, stay by the kid Leroy and justin bieber again it's back oh boy you're the reason i believe in love it's been difficult for me to trust I guess I couldn't leave the box office and had to stay. I'm sure this is where we left off, but uh, it's all the same. Yeah. All right. See, well, what's uh, what's uh, what's all this The Simpsons about? Uh, uh, I better get canceled for that. You can still make fun of the Italians. OK, good. Always and forever. Um, Mo is faced with a difficult problem when Evergreen Terrace develops a traffic problem. All right. Well, I can't wait to find out what this is all about. <laughs> Say that as a human, not a robot. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what this is all about. Steve, I'm going to have to you uh, look at this capture here to see if you're a robot. Okay. Okay. Click all the spots that say we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about The Ways We Were, the fourth episode of the 33rd season. It originally aired on October 17th, 2021. Episode 710 in the show's run. Your nerd code is QABF19. 
It was written by Joel H. Cohen, directed by Matthew Nastuck, and your showrunner is Al Jean. All right. I think we talked about it uh, last week that this is kind of a sequel to a episode from the 20th season called Eeny Teeny My M.O. Indeed. Um, well, we didn't review that episode because this episode actually aired. So right. Maybe maybe eventually we'll get to Eeny Teeny My M.O. Yeah, I watched it recently. You know, I said I was going to and um, uh-huh. I didn't. Well, OK. Yeah. I mean, what what, what was it? Uh, just, you know, don't 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 review it. Just just tell no. me a little bit of what it was about. And so, the audience. Uh, no. So basically, uh, Mo is cleaning up the bar for a date. Uh, Marge is mad at Homer for not spending enough time with Maggie. So Homer starts bringing uh, Maggie to Moe's. And that's kind of the B plot. There's a yard next to Moe's that they discover and some tough babies try and beat Maggie up. And then Homer catches or Maggie gets a uh, nanny cam from Marge. And then that's uh, her mom. Exactly. And so then Homer, uh, she's worried that Homer is not uh, paying enough attention still. And uh, then they find out that uh, Homer is a loving dad. So that's the B plot. The A plot that is kind of more focused on this story and to the episode that we're about to watch is Mo goes to the library to go internet dating and he meets a person named Maya and they meet in person and it turns out that she is a little person. Mo is freaked out not by that but by the fact that other people might judge them. So they're hitting it off and uh, making out and stuff and he ends up having a double date with uh, Homer and Marge and they have a good time but Mo's still kind of freaked out about the little person thing. So he tries to joke with her. She gets offended and they end up breaking up. And then Homer has a message to Mo that says, if uh, that person can make you feel big, you can love again. And so uh, Mo lovingly learns a lesson. And that's basically the story. Yeah, you, you could just said uh, Mo does Internet dating and meets Maya, who's a little person. OK, fine. <laughs> and uh, his insecurities yeah. end up uh, causing them to break up. That's all. That's, uh, Okay, that's a much more succinct way that you could say that. Yeah, I guess. And you could say, and there's something about um, Maggie at a daycare, something with bullies. Okay. See, it's funny. I remember the bully thing or the daycare thing. I just said, no, I don't remember that the other story so that was connected was to that. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I watched it, it seemed familiar, but not one that I'd seen like a bunch. Mm. So, well, yeah. We're not here talking about that, even though you did it. Talk about it for about 12 hours. <laughs> well, I'll let you, uh, since we're in the in the sake of being <laughs> succinct, I'll let you just uh, quickly go through the couch gag. All right. Well, it's kind of just a parody of uh, those little like Weeblow things. Is that what they are? Uh, Fisher Price. Price. I didn't know this was going to be the couch gag, Steve. I mean, it just started off like every episode has in the season just you know no couch gag so mm-hmm. i thought well we're just into it because it's like maggie playing um as all kids do on on their cellular phone and mm-hmm. uh, grandpa's uh he's a little upset because uh that satan's calculator that's gonna rock her brain which i think um i might have to adapt that and call a phone satan's calculator i like that yeah it's fun yeah so he gives her the, the wooden castle there like this like i said the, the fisher price toys and um you know causes her to be inspired and then then also we go to like a uh, stop motion animated scene with those little figures inside the castle and it's really well done yeah and uh yeah so there's you know all the families there queen marge king homer uh, lisa's a priest bart's a knight and uh crusty of course is a court gesture we've seen that before yeah um and then princess maggie comes in and uh her parents are concerned she's bored anyways they decide maggie should get a special gift and it's revealed to be a large purple egg with sparkling amber jewels so it's i think a parody of uh the dragon egg from uh, game of thrones right right uh anyway so yeah the dragon comes out um and then yeah the dragon just burns everything down 
is because Maggie threw the little toy castle in the fireplace. Yeah. Um, and Marge says that uh, Homer uh, calls to Homer saying that uh, uh, Abe is messing up the baby again. And then we get back to uh, Maggie on the phone. And then it's actually is the, the family couch gag or couch, <laughs> the couch gag with the family as the little Fisher Price people. Yeah. And they're a little burned up. Yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. Quick side piece, Steve. Um, sure. Side piece. Yeah, I've just now noticed this, like just been watching this, like the like newer Simpsons with the, you know, when it says developed by James L. Brooks, Matt, Matt Granny on the mm-hmm. on their TV with a cable yeah. box. It's been really bothering me. I look because there's always on the outlet. There's only one thing that's inserting the outlet <laughs> and there's an open one. So uh, I'm assuming that's obviously the TV. Then the, the, the box up above isn't plugged into anything. It's true. I mean, what gives, Steve? Oh, man, that sounds like a blunder to end all blunders. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, just just think about it, Steve. Just yeah, think about it. I, I'll, that's all I'll think about now. This episode's ruined. <laughs> yeah. Did you think this couch gag was a couch? I mean, it, it just came out of nowhere. I don't know. It's yeah, fun. I, I, I wasn't sure at first, but yeah, it was fun. It was uh, really done. I, I appreciate the fact that the uh, figurines appear to be hand painted. Like there's little imperfections in there and there's little streaks of paint. It and it a looks, nice touch. Yeah, it looks like it's been like used. Like, yeah, so exactly. Much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a long couch gag at a minute, 39 seconds. The uh, Don Hertzfeldt's opening from season 26 that goes through time and gets all trippy uh, is uh, from Clown of the Dumps, which reviewed in July. That one is a minute 51, so not quite as lengthy. That's what she said. Well, the episode does begin, Steve, like it always does back in prehistoric days. We get some cave people there. We see the cave versions of Lenny, Carl, and Barney dragging their recent kills. And uh, next in line, we got Patty there holding a human-sized cockroach. And then behind him is a parody <laughs> or a, yeah, parody. Is, is that the right word? Yeah, it's it's basically a parody. An homage to Fred Flintstone, which, of course, you know, without Fred Flintstone, I don't think we would have a Homer Simpson. Very true. Without a uh, Jackie Gleason, we wouldn't have a Fred Flintstone. Yeah. I think without a WC Fields, we wouldn't have a Jackie Gleason. It all comes down to if we didn't have a Jesus Christ, we wouldn't have a Homer Simpson, Steve. Fair enough. That's that's true of all of us, really. It says the Earth is only 2,000 years old. Exactly. It's uh, an actual <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, so but what's great about the Fred Flintstone character there is he's killed <laughs> his pet dinosaur, Dino. Yeah. Poor Dino. And he's always kind of yappy. Yeah. Maybe that's actually uh, supposed to be Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Oh, you know, it wouldn't be free. Uh, maybe that's actually Jerry Lewis. There you go. Yeah. Looks a little too sober. Yeah. You see kids, Jerry Lewis and uh, Dean Martin were a comedy duo until one fateful night. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so behind uh, Homer, or behind the Homer inspiration is actually Homer. Oh. And he's uh, not on the last bit of meat from a mammoth carcass. Hey, which, uh, you know, maybe soon enough, Steve, in the next couple of years, we might get to know what a mammoth tastes like if they uh, start cloning them, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I am not completely up to date on that story, but it uh, seems like a fun, exciting thing. I think Don Jr. and I will go hunt some mammoths. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Their wool can be made into Don Sr.'s hair. Uh, so using grunts and hand gestures, Marge angrily confronts her husband. Through the use of subtitles, we see her asking where all the meat went. Homer shrugs, burping up the, a hunk of uh, that mammoth meat, which lands on a nearby fire. This ruins the flesh, Homer utters with his non-words. The hunters of the tribe trot along, a bearded moe carrying skull cocktails. Caveman Professor Frank uh, is at the end of the line, catching his breath. A, uh, circle- a circular stone whizzes by him, giving him an idea, noted by the flaming stick appearing over his head. Classic cartoon joke. Right. I like when Homer throws the stake on the fire, 
Mm-hmm. You're saying it's ruined. Does that mean because it's cooked and not raw, right? Yeah, because they're paleo. Oh, they're not on the keto diet yet? No, this is pre-keto. They're like past Miami Beach, but before keto. Okay. <laughs> Atkins is still centuries away. So uh, Professor Frink there rides by on a rudimentary carriage led by two very tiny horses. Were horses tiny back in those days? Probably. Yeah. 2,000 years ago. Exactly. And then, you know, using like his uh, grunts, but, you know, Frink style that he's invented this transportation and he's also working a real uh, language. And then all of a sudden, like a cave person version of a uh, Raphael, the sarcastic guy just comes up and says, way ahead of you, pal. That was fun. <laughs> Anyways, then we get time going by and uh, the transport has evolved to become commonplace. And then Lenny is led by a saber toothed tiger, uh, Barney by a woolly mammoth, Patty, and then calls for an ancient relative of her pet iguana, Jub Jub, to give her a ride there. And after the reptile uh, laps up Hans Molman there with his tongue, I bet that's actually the real Hans Molman and not a cave person version, right? Yeah, that's a young Hans Molman where he just yeah. first started drinking. <laughs> I had my first beer today. Uh, Homer slowly and drunkenly navigates a big sloth, uh, slamming into Lenny, causing him to fly into the air and land into a tar pit. As he sinks below the surface, Lenny weakly says, my eyes. Uh, Homer comes to and sees that the beast that was uh, leading his carriage has sprawled on the ground, blocking the passageway of other commuting cave people. He's invented the traffic jam. Uh, So Professor Fink declares this to be a problem, but one that he can solve. This will be the last traffic jam ever. How great was the uh, Lenny in the My Eyes callback? Oh, that's so much fun. I I love how it was just kind of played off as like almost teasing the audience. Like, all right, you got to do a joke. You got to do a joke of the My Eyes and just getting there right in the last like saying, My Eyes. Here you go. All right, Steve, uh, I'm pouring out some uh, Everclear for you, right? So anytime a reference or a callback from a previous episode is done on this uh, episode, mm-hmm. I take the shot of Everclear. <laughs> okay. You won't be drunk Ooh. at all. No. <laughs> this episode, spoilers, is like so many callbacks. Oh, yeah. At least like uh, all the four f- fingers I could count on my hand. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, back to it's modern day and there's a uh, horns a honking because they're talking about traffic and um, Barton Millhouse are playing uh, soccer in the yard and they're distracted by that traffic jam and reminds Millhouse of a, his favorite movie ever, which is Cars 3. And of course, and how much he hates the predecessors of Cars 1 and 2. I feel like the Cars 3 joke is I feel like everyone makes that joke, right? Uh, I, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've never I've never seen the cars. I've never seen the cars either. I think number one is P. Yes. Number two is poop. And number three is both. Yeah. Number four is come. I'd like to come. <laughs> What's vomit? Five? Sure. Five. Or just come five. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny five is alive. That's you got you got to be alive. <laughs> yeah. OK. Right. So vomit's four. Um, wait, 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 wait. Isn't there an Asimov book called Robots Come Too? <laughs> yes, I think so. They they have wet dreams of sheep or something. Yeah, wet dreams of sheep. <laughs> it's all hard to clean out. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I, I thought you were doing a Peter Griffin impression. <laughs> if Peter Griffin was a lamb, then yeah, or a yeah. sheep. Yeah. Uh, but Cars 1, I think, is, uh, isn't it basically just uh, that one Michael J. Fox movie, Doc Hollywood? Doc Hollywood, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then Cars 2, of course, is that other Michael J. Fox movie, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, yeah. Werewolf, yeah. Cars is scary. And of course, uh, Cars 3 is uh, the other Michael J. Fox movie that everyone loves. Uh, Secret of My Success. Sure. So in Cars 2, when he goes surfing on the cars... <laughs> Is it like cars surfing on other cars? Yeah. And uh, in the basketball scene, you could see a, a dude whip out his dick. Yeah. 
uh if you guys know what we're referencing this is like an old is it an old uh, uh legend or I, I think it's true yeah no I, in, i'm in, pretty sure i've seen the video yeah and teen wolf at the end where they're playing a basketball game an extra in the audience just pulls out his uh member and starts uh what they start jerking off in front of the camera or I don't I don't know that he like actually goes to like masturbate, but more like a does he do the helicopter? It's more performative, yeah. 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 So check him out, kids. <laughs> yeah. Watch cards too. And then imagine when you that scene when the guy lays exhaust pipe. If you want to see that in real life, just watch Team Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh we're gonna mention the kids are also wearing some uh, soccer jerseys. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell because I don't see any advertisements on them because you know soccer jerseys have ads on them. If nothing uh, for uh Hunter or what is it? <laughs> hunter or ted what's the dating site ted lasso yeah yeah there's no ted lasso yeah that's the dating site on ted lasso i don't know i I can't read english bart's just says alberto with number seven so he's pretty much giving away his uh secret identity or his love for alberto oh there we go and then uh, millhouse just has the house which I like. Which I like. No number. Nope. You could have put Thrill Ho on it, but you know, that I mean too too Easter eggy, right? Yeah, I think so. But the house is good. Yeah, that's something Millhouse would call himself. Yeah, because they're putting their uh, nicknames on there. Yeah. All right. I'll allow it. So Bart's got seven. Then what's Millhouse should probably have like number 13, right? Yeah, or zero. Zero double zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so as the uh, cars slowly move by, Ralph, uh, Ralph finds himself unsupervised, but have no fear because safety monitor Martin is here. The boy is uh, in a safety sash and he steps into the street and is immediately hit by a car and goes flying into the air. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of brutal and I love it. Um, I was hoping uh, Nelson was going to show up and give him mouth to mouth. Uh-huh. Mo, meanwhile, takes a more uh, nihilistic approach to the traffic jam because he's in no rush as he's got nothing to be late for and no one who cares. He then looks into his uh, side view mirror, or below his sad face, it reads, objects in mirror are more depressed than they appear. Um, while Mo is down, uh, things are looking up in the bedroom of Homer and Marge Simpson, who are having a daytime uh, snuggle session. <laughs> Let's take this from Disney Plus to HBO Max. <laughs> Oh, Marge, you haven't honked like this since high school. It's a traffic jam. What what was she honking in high school? (laughs) So uh, the Disney Plus uh, HBO Max joke's fun. Yeah, I like that. Let's see if it works on uh, other streaming services. All right. I'm going to pretend pretend you're Marge and I'll pretend I'm Homer. Well, we're having sex. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, just pretend you're Steve and I'll pretend I'm Craig. Okay. Uh, but, no. we're, but we're having sex. Okay. <clears throat> Feels more natural. <laughs> Let's take this uh, from uh, Discovery Plus mm-hmm. to Hulu. Hmm. Maybe well I, well, I was naked and afraid, and now you can see my pen 15. <laughs> see, because those are shows from the respective networks. I was going to say, uh, you can only murder my building. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked uh, okay. uh let's uh let's uh, uh let's, let's let's climb let's your keep... paramount pluses <laughs> let's turn this peacock into showtime <laughs> all right yeah so marge and uh homer are started by you know interrupted their their afternoon delight is interrupted right mm-hmm. so they go outside to see what's going on and uh martin's martin's not dead so he's kind of clumsily steps up from the ground and uh, puts his sash on backwards and just kind of meanders off. Ned Flanders offers the patient drivers the middle fingers that are, of course, raised to the Lord. Mm-hmm. His famous hot cocoa that we saw in the Simpsons movie. So uh, there's another reference. Yeah. Diva, oh, drink your Everclear. Oh. 
doesn't get smoother. <clears throat> um, so Mo still in traffic thinks he recognizes the car behind him and begins to think it might be. Mm-hmm. And we hear the opening bars of the way we were. Uh, but then Mo stops rem- reminiscing and uh, he speeds on the sidewalk and starts hitting signs that are, you know, normal signs until it gets a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so starts off with kids at play. And we have not a oh, sorry. fused with a kid in play. Right. There's no uh, high tops or big house parties. <laughs> that would have been happened. funny. Kids at play. And then like this kid in play have a logo. Would anyone know that reference? <laughs> I mean, if you ran over, I forgive me. I don't remember the two names of the gentleman in there. But yeah, if they ran over the one with the higher high top, then yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Uh, next, we have a uh, duck crossing. And then we get a wet cement with gobs of uh, cement landing on his windshield. And we have a warning Fabergé eggs. <laughs> and a single jeweled Fabergé egg hits his window. Um, and then we get fish uh, crossing with one trout ban- bouncing off his car. <laughs> and fish crossing with a PH with uh, Trey Anastasio, which is actually him, uh, of the jam band, getting hit by the car saying, come on, we put up a sign and everything. <laughs> It was a fun little cameo. It was, and a good callback. I was kind of hoping when the Fabergé egg hit, mm-hmm. then it like, cracked open. It actually was like like an egg. <laughs> I don't know. That's something, yeah. That would have been kind of funny. So it was just bouncing off. Anyways. Or what if Krusty was behind it and he's like, my egg! Because he, he's addicted to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could be even callback. better than my joke, Steve. Good punch up. Thank you. All right, I'll you let... inspired it. Yeah. See, see, Al, we can be funny, too. Yes, you can. Wait, who are you, Al Michaels? Yes. Watch the sports center. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so the Simpsons um, sit in their yard with some lawn chairs, which is, I think is kind of a fun family time for these guys, right? They're just like so yeah. curious about the traffic. <laughs> I don't live on a high traffic area. You you do. Do you ever, just, do, get a, yeah. do you ever just get a lawn chair and just sit down and watch the traffic go by? <laughs> no. Um, You'd be too afraid of transients trying to steal your trash. <laughs> that's that's one thing. Um, also, uh, people tend to speed um, very fast on my roadway. And uh, there's like two blocks where you can go where there aren't lights. So I don't know what they're speeding for. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a narrow road, too. It is. Yeah. It's one lane with like cars parked on each side. Yeah. It's Yeah. It's, it's weird. Although once a year, uh, we do have a parade in front of my house. So uh, people line up in front of my house to, with those patio chairs to see classic cars, high school marching bands, and one tiny horse who <laughs> lives it, in the neighborhood who you just kind of see anyway. <laughs> was it one of the tiny horses from earlier in this episode? I think it might have been. It was very old. Hmm. All right. Well, Steve, uh, as they are sitting there, Lisa wonders how all this could have uh, happened. This is so unreal. Why did all this traffic suddenly appear on our street? Waze told me this was the fastest route. That's important when you're selling your organs. Oh my god, I've heard of this. That app routes traffic through a quiet residential neighborhood, turning it into a gridlocked nightmare. Ah, oh, stupid Waze. Ugh, Waze. Do you use Waze quite a bit? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I don't remember from like a podcast a few podcasts ago. I your cursed Friday that took you uh, yeah, three right. hours to get like home. Three hours. I blame Waze, but it really wasn't Waze's fault. Yeah, I remember uh, when Laura and I were in LA a few years ago, we used a lot of Waze and I don't know. It seems problematic. Well, I like it and I will still use it. That's totally fine. What are they stealing my data for? I don't know. What do I have? It's what you don't have. <laughs> oh. I mean, it really is because it's what they want to advertise to you. Yeah, and that's kind of, I hate that because I'll have it, you know, up and then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, you're next to a jack-in-the-box and then all of a sudden half of the map goes away and it's a friggin' jack-in-the-box ad. I'm like, I, that's distracting and you yeah. shouldn't have me distracted by driving. I don't like that aspect of the ways. 
Yeah, it's 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 weird. But it's and, nice to know if like there's a speed trap coming up, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, the commu- community based uh, traffic warning. That's good. And if like, you know, again, like if you're leaving work, going to work, put it in just to see like traffic's normal or uh, all of a sudden there's an accident. So you better take a different route. You know, that's it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as James Taylor's traffic jam plays, we see a truck driver uh, changing the side of his truck from fresh vegetables to fresh garbage. Um, and then a newlywed bride steps out of the just married decorated convertible and into a limousine, apologizing to her former spouse before grabbing a bottle of bubbles and hopping into that limo. And then we have a family picnicking, picnicking on the top of their vehicle, a man setting up a mailbox outside his car to ensure that the letter carrier can find him, and a driver that carries uh, lamps, spray paint, antiques over the word lamps. So it's now antique lamps, which kind of feels like a less good version of the fresh vegetables joke. I, and I, the fresh garbage joke is hilarious. Yeah, because you think he's going to change the fresh part and he turns into the garbage. <laughs> fresh. That's good. Yeah. Reminds me you of don't the, want uh, old garbage. Yeah. What's that uh, company? Um, I don't know if it's just Portland area, but the uh, like, not is it imperfect? I'm thinking, is it imperfect foods or I know that's. Yeah, that's a mail service. That yeah. You. But there was like a there's a vegetable one or a produce one in Portland. Or oh, is, that, is that the same thing? I think it might be the it, same thing. Yeah, it was just uh, ugly looking fruit and vegetables. Yeah. No. All right. Well, Homer offers to sell photos uh, with him on the couch for five dollars, which is that like a uh, it's a pretty funny joke. It's almost like going to like a Comic-Con, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the iconic photo. couch. Yeah, it is the iconic couch. That's what I was thinking. Like they should have at Comic-Cons when like Simpsons people are there. Maybe not necessarily like Dan Castellaneta, but just like a cutout of like Homer. Mm-hmm. We can sit on an actual couch yeah, or like be... of the family. So you can just like. Yeah, like there's a space for you to sit on the couch in between like Maggie and Lisa. Right. And it's got, you know, or like in the middle. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. got, you know, behind the it's got the sailboat and everything. I That'd like fun. It. Yeah. Or just actual as people dressed up as. No, I'd want like pretty good, like three dimensional copies of uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. Maybe a little malleable, too, so they can move around. Mm-hmm. But nothing like those like people like dressed up in like foam costumes. Nothing. Like no, that. that's weird and sad. Yeah. All right. So uh, Marge wants a solution to this problem. Um, this driving in the neighborhoods, it's making her nuts. Even the guy in the underwear is upset. We've ever seen him before. Not that I know of. All right. Well, that's a new underwear guy. Uh, yeah. Marge then uses her t- town crier app, which I think is probably like one of those neighborhood map app parodies. Mm-hmm. Which uh, have you ever? What's it called? Um, Next door. Yeah. Next door. Have you ever downloaded that? Uh, no, but I do have when I I'm not really on Facebook now, but when I was, I was part of my neighborhood's uh, no. uh, community and it's very similar. Yeah, <laughs> I downloaded it just to see and to let you guys know, I live in a very white suburban neighborhood. So pretty much everyone on that app is a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always like I saw a person walking on the street. He didn't look like he belonged here. And then someone would be like, were they black? And the person, of course, would be like, that's not the point. Yeah. That's <laughs> so like, ugh. and then all the comments are going to be like arguments that are tangentially related to whatever the actual right. issue was. There's always like COVID stuff. And it's always like um, it's always like someone saying, hey, heads up. Uh, just make sure you wear, keep wearing people keep wearing those masks when you go grocery shopping or whatever. Just something like that. And then, of course, yeah. there's always like this. There's always like that one person that's like, I'm not going to do that and blah, blah, you know. <laughs> Not giving up my freedom. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I deleted that. <laughs> Probably a good point. Good idea. It's nice not having like social media where people are just or like right now for me, like I don't I'll, I'll, I know I have the Instagram, mm-hmm. but majority of Instagram is 
not political, at least with what I follow. So it's just, yeah. You know. And then like Twitter is still is like a bad area, but it's just all who you follow, right? That's true. Just uh, I like to follow bands and comedians, mostly safe, mostly safe, right? Yeah, comedians, at least they don't uh, say <laughs> anything controversial, Steve. That's right. They don't have any specials where they just can't. They're very, yeah, they're very apolitical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, back to that uh, Simpsons character Marge using the town cry rap and so she just hits a button uh, calling for a neighborhood meeting and then apparently the app uh, wants to rate and review and apparently the app review is uh, sentient <laughs> lost all of his stocks because Marge was a jerk and gave it only two stars um, so uh, the there's a sign at the meeting at the Simpsons house called whining and cheese it's cute um, offering that yeah uh, so uh, the Simpsons neighbors are there we get uh, of course Flanders um, and then the under, uh, underwear man's there too, but you know, wearing clothes. See, we formal get a, evening wear. Yeah, we get a robe. We get uh, um, Ruth Powers. Remember Ruth Powers, Steve? Yes. So uh, this is I, uh, her first appearance in uh, in eighteen years, and before that, she hadn't been on for ten years. Well, I thought like they've still used her in the background, but they've never had her voice, right? Right. They had her once, like I said, eighteen years ago. Right. But before that, yeah, nope. Um, well, there's also a sideshow Mel. Which I don't know. Did, did you know that he lived in the neighborhood? No, nor the Hibberts. Yeah. No, they're there. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Let's let's hear what Marge has got to say. All right. All right. We're here to talk about the terrible problem on our street. Finally. About time. We assume you're talking about you, the Simpsons. (gasps) I've seen the boys' moons more times than I've seen the real one, and I'm an astronomer. What's wrong with us? You haven't stopped by to say hello in 25 years, and I live next door. The only good one's the baby, and she shot a guy. Are we ignoring the elephant in the room? By which I mean the big fat husband. Every time Homer wears corduroys, I just hear those thighs scraping, scraping, scraping. Oh my God, I'm starting to get the idea you think we're not good neighbors. You see? You see? Now don't worry, my friends. I'm stepping forward to fix this traffic. And by doing so, maybe, just maybe, I'll fix my reputation with you all. So just say to me what I say to Tinkerbell. I believe. A couple of things. I feel like they could have had, since this episode is so heavy with callbacks, I feel like they could have done a quick joke with the big elephant in the room. Stampy. And have, St- yeah, have Stampy in the room and then just have him walk out. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, take another shot of uh, Everclear for the uh, Ruth Power, Steve. Yep. Oh, and also uh, when uh, the Conan O'Brien lookalike calls uh, uh, yeah. Maggie the shot, Mr. Burns, take a shot there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see what else. Uh, I think that's the only reference so far. I hope so. Ooh. Oh wait, you uh, you you mentioned Stampy, so I'm going to count that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, let's just add shots for um, new characters. For instance, uh, the new astrologer guy. I don't know who that yeah. is. He saw moons. <laughs> He's a Bard's moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that looks like Conan O'Brien. That's not Conan uh, O'Brien. Yeah, that's a callback. And underwear guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Steve, I actually just ground up uh, lots of Everclear CDs, the band. That's what you're drinking. Just it tastes crappy. <laughs> I do have the predilection to go to Santa Monica <laughs> and work things out with my father. Meow, 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 meow. Right. One of my first concerts, and um, the lead singer stopped it halfway because uh, somebody was smoking pot in the audience. <laughs> See, like, stop it, guys. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm allergic. Allergic. <laughs> 
you know, I don't. Were they were they uh, straight edge? Ever no. Well, he's wait. Recovered. Well, yeah. That's okay. He's recovered. He used to be really into heroin. Oh, which wait, yeah. wait, they're from they're from Portland, right? Or am I thinking somewhere yeah. else? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're the they'll buy you a new house in the yeah. West Hills. Like, those people. Oh, okay. Right. 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 What happened to them? All right. All right. So uh, what else we got there? Uh, oh, I, I really liked Homer uh, doing the suspender move <laughs> with no suspenders. <laughs> yeah. Like a big city lawyer. <laughs> he believes like uh, Ted Lasso. Exactly. Oh, that Nate. What a jerk. <laughs> hey, spoilers for Ted Lasso. I really I was... think the season three for Ted Lasso, I think it's going to start off with Ted Lasso himself, like hiring a hitman to kill Nate. I think so. It's going to be the only turn. logical. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was like a couple weeks ago, but just like the internet people like, what are they doing? Oh no, he's a bad guy. It's like, come on. You guys know how a story works. Yeah. This is whole shows about forgiveness. And also uh, as good as they are, uh, the, the creator of the show, he's very formulaic in everything that he does. Like, yeah, there's it's, like, it just fits into a scrub uh, plot real easily. I know. I was just going to say, this is just new scrubs. Yeah, it is. Which I'm fine with. Cause I sometimes need those, you know, feel good TV shows or things just to feel better about myself. And yeah, it's nice. It's very it's comforting. Pleasant. Yeah. All right. But you know, what's not pleasant, Steve. What's that? Love. That's true. <laughs> In kitchens. Yep. Speaking of in kitchens, Homer's sitting at his, uh, at the laptop, uh, ready to send off a message to the Waze app that reads, leave off, leave our street alone, jerks, dictated but not read, Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> he goes ahead and send, and then he's asked if he's a robot. After a brief moment of consideration, he answers, mm, no. Then a series of Kachka appears, uh, Kachka tests, uh, tests appear to ask the identifier to identify the following things from three by three grids. So uh, first of all, we have identify the traffic lights, which show six traffic lights, a stop sign, a railroad sign, and a black high heel. So we get identify yield signs, which shows four of them. And there's also a hammer, a cup of coffee, an airplane, some seeds, and a palm tree. Then we have identify the crosswalks, showing five pictures of crosswalks, a key, a faucet, some trees, and a sailboat. Uh, it's a schooner, Steve. Uh, what's a schooner? Sailboat. Ah, I see it. Um, so uh, Homer's exhausted there, so he calls Lisa to help. But she seems kind of uh, like really like what's the word? Uh, eager to do it in a yeah. way, right? <laughs> so it's like, like like this is a thing that, that she has to do like every day. Yeah, exactly. She likes it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so she continues the parade of uh, human uh, proving queries. We have uh, identified the uh, fire hydrants, showing four of them of uh, being hydrants. Uh, a bike locked up. A street divided with two pictures. And a telephone pole that's uh, split in two. Uh, next up, it's the Jesuits. So we have Saint Ignatius of Loyola, uh, Pope Francis, and Aloysia Gonzaga, and then the other Gonzaga. Go Gonzaga. Uh, the other non-Catholic religious leaders are the Dalai Lama, a Greek Orthodox bishop, and a rabbi. And they all walked into a bar. And the bartender says, we have a dream date, drink named after you. <laughs> and the 12-inch penis was like, you really thought I wished for this? Wait, jokes were just sits in the back and just, <laughs> oh. um, And then we have uh, uh, identify the 20th century dictators. We have Mussolini, Chairman Mao, Castro, uh, Idi Amin. Uh, and then we get the non detectors, which are George Washington, Nelson Mandela, Golden Myer, uh, Winston Churchill, and uh, Simon D. Boulevard. Uh, next, we have uh, identify the overrated fiction. 
which is happens to be Tender is the Night of Time and River, Daisy Miller, Gone with the Wind, and On the Road. And the non-overrated works being The Great Gatsby, eh. The Invisible Man, Gone with the Wind, Heart of Darkness, and Beloved. Wait, Gone with the Wind is overrated and not overrated? Oh, no. I, the writers of this note screwed up. I think it's underrated or not overrated, at least. No, she clicks overrated. Okay. It is overrated. Um, well, yeah. What's with the, the Simpsons? I really love The Great Gatsby. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, on the Road is a, that's a book for 14 year old boys. Yep. It's great when you're a teenager and want to rebel against something. Uh, um, but then if you go back and read it like in your 20s, you're like, eh, it's right. your whining, dude. <laughs> um, Daisy Miller, of course, the mother of Dennis Miller. So many references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny for like the first two thirds of it. And then the big tragedy happens and then it becomes way too right wing political. <laughs> and I'm kind of a weirdo. In the middle, though, it was kind of weird. It just hurts uh, for like what one year in, in Daisy's life. She's just like being a commentator for football games. It's really weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> playing pool with the planets is <laughs> everybody wants to rule the world's place all right um hey lisa's continuing those uh, captures there um she sees uh the next one is a uh, hyper intelligent cartoon characters <laughs> which is a very fun meta joke we get velma from uh, the scooby-doo uh egghead jr and herself lisa lisa simpson and of course brain for peaking the brain then they go on to vegan nut milks wait i, I would say that's a kind of an easter egg or reference oh, yeah, oh, taking yeah, shots, oh yeah yeah by, by the way, you sound very sober for Ugh. all these shots of Everclear. Well, see, the thing is, I knew you were going to do this. Oh, okay. So you've been and drinking so all day. So I've been drinking all day. Yeah. Okay. So I could crash at any moment, but for, 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 for now, <laughs> we're just going to power through. <clears throat> wait, wait, you've been drinking all day. Steve, wasn't it your day to be the chaperone to the special needs students oh, at the no. local special needs school? Yeah, I was going to take them bowling. <laughs> oh, boy. I want to need some coffee. Talk about your vegan nuts, Steve. Oh, yeah. My vegan nut milks, which are cashew, almond, walnut, macadamia nut, but not goat, whole chocolate, or breast. Do you like gut nut? Goat, goat nut? <laughs> goat nut milk. Bah. <laughs> then she like, then the funny part is she's freaking out because there's future criminals, <laughs> which is fun. And then New England doorways. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, like it. It's all, of course, too much for Homer. Which one do you hate the most? Mine's the crosswalk one because there's always like four or whatever, but it's like the t- tip of a crosswalk. Right. Like, yeah. Does this count or not? I just now kind of realized pretty much all those captures, there's only ever going to be three. Yeah, normally. But yeah, it's, sometimes it's like, what's the traffic light? And they'll be like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's dumb. They're annoying. I don't like them. All right. I'd rather be a robot than yeah. try to get on a website. Um, so Homer, instead of uh, the capture stuff, he decides just to make a phone call to uh, the Waze app. You've reached Waze customer service. You have 5,700 callers ahead of you. Now, please enjoy the frustrated noises of other callers on hold. I'm going to blow my brains out. Let's give it to the lady at the end of... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> I'm going to blow my brains out. Um, I loved... Yeah, I mean, I love that... Uh... That little joke, but almost was hoping that because the kids did so many like Simpsons callbacks, I was almost hoping they would do an old fashioned uh, on hold music where it relates to the problem. Yeah. Like, I don't know, they could like, baby, you can drive my car. Well, or they could play or play the traffic, play the band traffic. Or um, I mean, that's too meta joke. I was going to say do the um, R.E.M. Uh, everybody oh, yeah. hurts because in the music video that's the good one yeah it's, I like they're that. in a traffic jam yeah anyways uh, but still 
quality joke there. Yeah. Uh, so outside the Simpsons home, the traffic jam continues. Mo, behind the wheel, hears a horn honking and looks behind him. It's the same car before. He steps outside, wondering if it'd be her after all these years. Just then, the way we were plays once again. And then two feet step outside the car. In slow motion, Mo's former love, Maya, steps out and brushes the hair from her face. Mo is taken aback. Maya tells the bartender that she's happy to see him, that she's missed him. Mo responds by saying that he should have never let her go, and that it was the happy, six, happiest six days of his life. Um, and then we do kind of like a flashback to the season 20 episode. <sighs> Sorry, you really hate flashbacks, Steve. Well, I'm going to have to drink so much more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess there's two because there's only two scenes here. Okay. So, so it's a flashback from the episode and they're making out his car, which uh, she says that he's a good kisser. Then uh, I don't know if this joke's funny or cruel. They go back to Maya's place. And he's looking at a tree with a giant hole in it. Well, you know, like where elves would probably live. Yeah. You know, so he's thinking that's where she lives. And of course, it's not the tree in front of her house. I will say that they do make a, a lot more offensive jokes in that episode. Because at first she's kind of playing along with it and like is having fun with it, but then he takes it too far. And I laughed at it. I'm a bad person. Am I canceled? Probably should be. Yay. Uh, But then there's like another um, scene with them just doing uh, the uh, photo booths, making goofy faces. Um, And back in the present day, Mo tells Maya that he wrote her a letter every day since she left. And then he opens this trunk car showing a pile of unsent correspondence and Mo regrets uh, getting Maya's address. Never getting her address. Yeah, never getting it, even though he was at the house and he could have just looked at the mailbox. Yeah, he was over there several times. At least for six days. Yeah. Also, those letters all have stamps on them. It's a lot of stamps. So every day since they haven't met, huh? Mm -hmm. If you look at the episode, then this is what the 710th episode Mm -hmm. and the teeny, teeny Maya Mo. That would be the 436th episode of The Simpsons run. So uh, between them, 436 and 710, that's um, 274. Mm-hmm. So I'll just roughly say there's 274 letters in that. So every episode is a day. <laughs> well, yeah. So there's 710 episodes, right? And 365 yeah. days in a year. I will say some episodes double up in days. Sure. So when Homer goes into space, also took place during the same time when um homer was going to clown college okay gotcha gotcha (laughs) and some might actually like triple up and quadruple up so busy life they lead (laughs) yeah yeah so besides going to space clown college same day also happens when um uh homer meets uh uh, alec baldwin kim basinger (laughs) and then the last one would be when uh homer uh, becomes smithers right again all in one day right it's just a very long day for homer so I wonder, like, yeah, well, that's a, that's a lot to think about, a lot to unpack. Or what? Well, I now I have to think about every episode and what, <laughs> how they all line up. And... Okay, you, you don't have to. Let's just get to the second act. How about that? All right. So our second act begins as Maya and Mo have a cup of coffee outside a bistro that is actually the lawn <laughs> of a resident of Evergreen Terrace. The traffic jam continues as the reunited couple play catch up. Catch up. So how you been, Maya? Well, I finally got my PhD. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You taking medicine for that or what? Oh, Mo, it's nice to laugh again. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, the factory closed, so there's lots of new drunks. And, uh, oh, the bathroom possum is getting real good at handing out them combs. <sighs> oh, my kidding. My life is a wreck, Maya. The face recognition software on my phone says yuck. My playlist only has breakup songs. 
Yeah, it's rough, I'm telling you, yeah. I miss you, Moses Marie Sislak. Oh, no, 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 please don't give me that look. I can't go through it again, Maya, I can't. Ah, oh, just look at you walking toward me, coming closer with those big green eyes of yours and a great smelling hair, skin smoother than American cheese. Is the uh, Mo mistaking PhD for like an STD? Is that fun? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. I think so. Uh, did she say she was going to medical school in the first episode that she was in? I don't think so. I don't think they established. <laughs> well, really, they didn't establish anything about her. And they still uh, really haven't. <laughs> no, she's. Uh, so uh, I will say about this episode, I appreciate that they never actually bring up the fact that she's a little person. Like, it's not right. a plot point in this at all. It's just a woman that he missed. But as a character, she has no, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> She, yeah, I know she's just she likes Mo. That's right. That's her, that's her personality trait. trait. I know, and might have a drinking problem. Also, like she's like a doctor. You know, I think she could do better. Oh yeah. I, I also like the, the possum at the the at Mo's bar. Yeah, as we previously mentioned on the show, we are pro possum. Yeah, and that one is a cute one. Yeah, very helpful too. Hope, yeah, hope Mo's not exploiting the possum by not paying the possum in the possum funds. Yeah, I'm sure that the possum gets paid. He pays the possum tax and I'll pay the Homer tax. That's the home <laughs> homeowner tax. I liked uh, Ned roller skating, uh, <laughs> yeah. his cocoa too. I was just going to say that, uh, your next door neighbors is pretty much like a little bar bistro, the, the Eagles tiny yeah, it's, bar. Yeah. It's the size of a house. And yet uh, they managed to fit what sounds <laughs> like 250 it's the, people. It's the size of a tiny home, Steve. Not even. <laughs> it really is. So Maya hugs um, Mo and then gives him a kiss. And then back at Mo's, uh, Barney responds to the sign that says back in five minutes, but he wants to drink now. So in the small room, the back of Mo's, where the eponymous bartender and Maya sit on the bed of a pull-out couch holding each other's, holding each other post-coitus, uh, dressed in shirts from the nightstand on either side of the sofa. Uh, to the right of Maya is a uh, picture of Mo as a young boy and his mother. And on the brick wall, there is a uh, Duff beer calendar from 2003 that reads Weapons of Mass Inebriation, a uh, woman in a Duff bottle costume holding a beer of Duff, and a poster for uh, Miss Bottle Cap 1998, who's wearing a stunning blue swimsuit and a cap for a hat. And uh, Mo wishes that this moment could last forever, just like Henry Winkler's career. It's true, you know? That's right. Uh, that guy never jumped the shark, even when he jumped the shark. The uh, Then Maya asked Mo if there's any other women since they split. And uh, Mo assures her that no one could match her. Then I would assume Mo was like, how about you? Did Have you seen other men? And then she would be like, I don't exist without you. I'm anyway. not real. <laughs> anyway, so but actually Mo tells her that he's been a catfish a few times. And then <laughs> we get two uh, these like, nerds to be claiming to be online Gloria, then pop their heads into the uh, steel barred window. These guys are um, kind of funny. Like, they're like they're teenagers, it seems like, right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it would have been funny if it was Bart and Melhouse. Mm -hmm. Or they could have made a joke of like... Mo being pranked on the phone like maybe he's like ah, those are probably the guys have been pranking me all these years oh yeah that, that's fun i like that um anyways but um see so yeah, how those kids pop up uh, mo vows to kill him but then he says he loves them <laughs> and they leave laughing uh, maya uh, pities mo but they hug and then uh mo's brain begins to uh, spiral there oh everything is perfect which it always is until i say i love you so Mo then remembers himself as a young boy pushing a girl on the swing. He declares that he loves her, 
and he goes for another swing, but the girl has been replaced with a note that says, I just want to be friends. He then remembers another moment when he's on his knees proposing to a woman. Uh, the scene expands out to show that they're at half court of a basketball game. Behind the woman, six shirtless men have uh, each written a letter spelling out LeBron on their chests uh, in purple paint. The woman grabs the last two men and switches their positions to spell out no. Uh, the big screen of the Sperno vision shows Mo with rejected in big red text. All right, the next uh, Mo's in Times Square declaring uh, to hell with women. I love New York. And then just then, an off-brand elbow. It's just weird. He's like, he's just dressed in an elbow suit, but for some reason wearing shorts. Shorts, yeah. <laughs> Holds a gun to Mo, taking his wallet. Then Mo calls out to, for help from the nearby friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Of course, not wearing a costume appropriate because he's all like in red. Yeah. But that, I, I mean, they could get away with him in the blue because, you know, Simpson or Spider-Man. Oh, no, Spider-Man is partially owned by Sony. So maybe they can't do the whole. Yeah, it's it's confusing because they do have like every animated iteration of Spider-Man on Disney+. Right. Plus, That's true. But also could it be just kind of reference to how crappy the costumes are in like yeah, in New, New York, York and- Times Square. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> Spider-Man steals his watch. <laughs> And then we get back to present day, Maya holding uh, Mo lovingly while he sighs, uh, worried. Oh, no. Mo's so worried. Looking for a solution to their traffic woes, the Simpsons seek help from Professor Frank. Homer's willing to give them anything except for money or credit for what he does. <laughs> Frank has just the answer to get to the source code of the global data behemoth. He then goes onto his own Wikipedia page to show entries such as smartest man ever, five months without a wedgie, and can pretty much swim. <laughs> he uh, then explores the Waze app. Welcome to Waze. We figure out the fastest route to get you where you want to go. Our secret? Always collecting data. But we would never misuse it. Who do you think we are? Google? Disclaimer, we're owned by Google. I've got the answer. What if we made your street, Ivy Havoc, not exist? Where would we live? Well, that's (laughs) quite silly. It would, of course, still exist in real life but I could make it disappear from the database. Wave it. All right, let us see here. Uh, keystrokes, keystrokes, escape key, both colon and semicolon, backslash, backslash, ampersand. We come to a new day on no such street. Wave it. Never again will we be afraid of cars. Out of my way, English! It's time to play in the streets! Take a shot of Everclear. Uh, they mentioned a uh, the Amish people showed up, and there's been Amish. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, I think the best joke here is when Frank is saying that uh, let's just make it not exist, and Homer just being like, Where would we live? Well, that's <laughs> quite silly. It- but I just love <laughs> the fact that, like, in the way Frank just, or when Frank, when. Uh, Hank, the acting of just like laughing at like yeah. the absurd like silliness that Homer is like just as like a viewer does. Mm-hmm. Well, that's <laughs> quite silly. It's going it- quite silly. Nah. Oh, it's really like that. It was fun. Yeah, it was really good. I like that a lot too. Give that man a raise. All right, cha-ching. Uh, with the streets now free, Nelson pops Willie on his bike, probably to go see save. Uh, make sure Martin's okay. Uh, while Ralph chases a butterfly. Ralph then appears again, completely covered in butterflies, stripped down to his underpants, saying, climate change is real. Uh, the residents of Evergreen Terrace applaud Homer, knowing that he did this. They're making ki- eye contact with him. Even the guy in his boat in his driveway invites Homer over to hang out on his boat on dry land. Homer loves the praise and vows to never get tired of it. Never. Never, ever. So then back at uh, 
Moe's. Maya and uh, uh, he and Maya are tidying up when Maya asks uh, Mo what he feels like doing. And then they break out into a song parodying uh, Katrina and the Waves as uh, Walking on Sunshine. Steve, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your other favorite Katrina and the Waves song besides Walking on Sunshine? Well, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> um, the st- I mean, Walking on Sunshine is very good. We'll wait and, till uh, you type. <laughs> And, you know, there's Dancing Street. There's, oh, it's got to be Spider-Man <laughs> going down to Liverpool. Uh, Machine Gun Smith, which inspired Machine Gun Kelly, I assume. <laughs> um, there's Brown-Eyed Son, which is the spiritual sequel to Brown-Eyed Girl. He says they can't sing that either. <laughs> yep. There's Ain't No Money by You Love. Which is uh, a sequel to Ain't No Sunshine. Exactly. There's Help Me because the song Help was too vague. Right. <laughs> Katrina the waves. It was like I don't get what 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 the Beatles want help from. I don't know what they sound like, but <laughs> I'm Katrina and the waves. And then they also thought that uh, the uh, David Bowie and uh, Mick Jagger song "Dancing in the Street" was too wordy, so they have one called "Dancing Street," <laughs> which is about a street that dances. I assume people on the street <laughs> dancing on the street. Belly <laughs> on the street. Uh, anyway, so they leave the living area and uh, share various drinks and um, their bond grows, Steve. And then oh. all of a sudden, Lenny and Homer just sh- show up and ask if they're officially a couple. Mo, so hems and haws there. But Maya says they're definitely an item again. And uh, Mo even says that uh, he has a toothbrush at her place, even though it's a rental. <laughs> uh, Maya says that Mo is the best thing to ever happen to her. And this time it's going to last. Um, and the bar regulars cheer for this uh, rekindled romance here. And Mo seeks some advice from uh, his old pal, Homer. Way to go, Mo. Three cheers. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip. Homer, come in the alley with me. My doctor warned me not to cut off a hip, hip, hooray. <sighs> Look, Maya left me once. I just know she's going to leave me again. This, this is a disaster. You're the only guy here who knows how to hold on to a woman. What is your secret? How do you keep Midge? Well, it's, uh, it's, um, hmm. It helps if you get them pregnant. Please, I need some actual real advice here. Yeah, I better call Midge. Hello? Honey, I'm here in the alley with Mo. The only woman who ever loved him came back, and he's afraid she's going to leave him again. What should he do? Hand him the phone. Mo, trust love. Gotcha. Your wife's an idiot. Having Homer call Marge Midge was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I also thought he was very descriptive of when he calls Marge. He's like, I'm in the alley with Mo. <laughs> like, she doesn't need to know that. It's not really relevant to the story. Right. Or, I mean, it's very funny. Very yeah. funny joke. Yeah. Also, his advice, getting them pregnant helps. <laughs> That's my advice, too. If, if you are in a relationship and you're having troubles, have a kid. It will yeah. really solve that problem. Let's say you're a senior in high school and your girlfriend wants to go off to college. Simple solution. Because you're going to stay behind, work at the Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. Sucking on chili dogs. And if you want to keep your girl here, just get her pregnant. That's right. But the 130 Simpsons podcast told me to get you pregnant. <laughs> well, I'm never sleeping with Jimmy Stewart again. <laughs> I thought you were Ireland. Guild <laughs> <laughs> savings and loan. <laughs> There's a, a rabbits having lots of jokes joke with harvey here i'm trying to think of it oh <laughs> uh, yeah anyways if the rabbit can pop one out every two weeks so can you <laughs> so at our lead donuts the simpsons receive yet another tray of donuts paid for by families in the neighborhood outside resident residents of evergreen terrace hold up signs that say i love homer 
marry me fatso a sign that says hero with the word idiot crossed out and another one that says neighborhood watch now includes your house homer's not sure if he can take all this adulation thinking that it's uh the kind of thing that drove randy quaid crazy because people were just clamoring for some randy quaid mr simpson will you throw out the first pitch at my little league game want to have coffee on my boat in the parking lot you ever take it in the water not yet Please, I'm just here to eat. Jeez, you were mad they didn't like you, now you're mad they like you. I just want to be left alone with my to-do list. Excuse me, will you be godfather to my baby? Let me see it. Ugh, pass. I like the uh, boat guy makes an appearance again. Yeah, he sounds kind of like Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun voice. Yeah. Uh, also, Homer's uh, scenario is eat, sleep, and repeat, which I can get behind. <laughs> that sounds like fun. That's all I want to do. And Steve... watch The Simpsons. Oh, right, right. The uh, ugly baby Godfather joke is fun. Yeah, it's classic. Clash your castle. <laughs> so back at Moe's, Maya heads out to grab things for dinner. Uh, Moe kisses uh, her goodbye, and then uh, here's a voice. And then Amir, Moe's reflection tells him that Maya isn't coming back. <gasps> yeah, this time he isn't going to listen to the mirrors or mud puddles of his ugly upside down face on the back of spoons. This time, Mo, he's going to believe. Wait, but then Mirmo and Spoonmo have a different plan, telling real life Mo that no one can love him. And Lenny's there requesting a beer, and all three most tell him to shut up. And Lenny is like, Shut up. And he's like, I'd rather go to any other bar um, if there was only another one within stumbling distance. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it's funny to think about like Lenny's just having a drink at a bar, and he needs another beer. <laughs> and Mo's just freaking out, yelling at himself in the mirror. <laughs> so Lenny's just watching this unveil in front of his eyes, and like, there's no beer Mo talking, there's just Mo talking to the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and just looking down at a spoon and <laughs> spoon mo hey did you see that there was fun uh on the on the bar oh um, yeah the uh what's the um the the juice the 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 the, the juice you mean <laughs> yeah, that oh simpson oh simpson's on the uh slurp not slurp what's it stupo oh the, yeah the capers that's right that's a good callback yeah drink uh, also drink some uh orange jewel julius <clears throat> also the uh what is it, Sad Grandpa? Or Yeah. Because that's a take on Old Granddad, which is a very right. good whiskey. Uh, so Mo fights with the nagging voice of self-doubt living inside his head, wanting to stop it before it can wreck his life. He takes a nearby baseball bat and smashes the mirror into seven segments. The mirror mocks the bartender, calling him a loser, who now has seven years of bad luck. The uh, seven faces of Mo laugh at him and then transform into... It uh, looks like it's the Heath Ledger Joker. Yep, we have... Uh, kind of looks like... Um, remember that episode of The Office where like, <laughs> five people are dressed up as the Joker? It actually looks like the Creed Branton version of the Joker. <laughs> That's true. Because, yeah, uh, remember... Literally Google up Creed Joker Office. It just kind of looks like Creed. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. That's funny because, yeah, I remember Dwight being very screen accurate, but uh, Creed was just the best. Right. It, it was probably actually his like clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have uh, Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. Um, isn't the new Pinhead supposed to be female, Steve? No, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we get uh, Red Guy and Horns. Um, I'll call him my God, <laughs> Satan. They're doing more good than anybody else in Texas right now. Yeah, because the church 
they pay their taxes. Exactly. Uh, we have an evil train baron with a top hat and a monocle. Is that what he's supposed to be? I assumed. Or maybe just a rich... Uh... I Yeah, I thought it was more maybe like he's supposed to be like Jack the Ripper, but that's... Oh, that's, that, that could be true. All right. Uh, we get uh, the Phantom from the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, the Green Goblin. More like the Blue Goblin. It's true. Very, uh, very 60s or like original, like... Yeah, um, like... Screen accurate or... Early Norman Ra- Osborne. <laughs> Norman Rockwell. <laughs> that's what you're going to say. Yeah. I just like that. Uh, the image of him <laughs> painting himself, the Norman Rockwell painting of him painting himself and looking in the mirror, but in the mirror, it's Green Goblin. That's really <laughs> funny to me. And it'd be like the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. I hope they, you know, as much as I like the Rami Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. the Green Goblin costume is so stupid. Like, yeah, I want him to be a goblin. Comic True. accurate. I mean, maybe in the uh, the new Tom Holland one, he will be. Who knows? Um. Anyways, and then then it's also in the mirror. It's just just evil Mo. Yeah. And uh, they there's a lot of singing and dancing in this one. There's another song that but they uh, bust out. No one likes you. You're the worst. We'd all be happy if you had just burst. The world could not hate you more. You lousy oozing cancer. I guess what we're trying to say is... You'll die alone! You're right, you beautiful bastards are right. Oh! So uh, later that evening, Homer arrives to find uh, Bart's treehouse to be occupied. Mo, in his underpants, is lying on the floor. Bart's treehouse is the one place no one will look for him. Plus, there's no girls allowed. Which is a plus. Uh, and Bart and Milhouse climbed to their play area, dressed in oatmeal container space helmets, which feels like a fun, like, cutesy callback to a thing that was probably old-fashioned when we were kids. Right. And uh, toy blasters, which I want you to talk about, Craig. I was watching, and I'm like, wow, Bart has, like, a very much a screen accurate of the original series Star Trek phaser. Like, just Google, like, Star Trek phaser, Captain Kirk, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then look at the picture of this one. It's... They paid a lot of uh, attention to detail for for just that. I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. And then it looks like Millhouse's is kind of like that 50s retro one, but also looks like the uh, the same one that uh, John uses uh, going zap and, and, and Bart has. But it's actually, like painted if you if you look on the uh, around 1649, if you look in the left of Moe's head, there is a red gun, another red gun that looks a lot more like John's gun. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a rocket ship. Could be. I mean, it's somebody's red rocket. But also maybe like the color scheme is kind of like, it also looks like the uh, uh, Futurama spaceship. It really does, yeah. Just thought it was really odd. I was like, watch my, like, that's such a screen accurate. Like, so is Bart like a Star Trek fan? Like he just has a toy phaser? <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe that's Never... the secret nerdiness. Or maybe it's Millhouse's and and that's Bart's that, you know, maybe they like, wanted to play with each other's blaster that shoots out stuff when you squeeze it uh speaking of shooting out stuff i really liked uh <laughs> the sound effect they made when they did it like that yeah. it's very fun i mean i like it because they've been playing they've been being very kids like in this episode playing the soccer and then yeah playing aliens <laughs> it's fun yeah uh, so bart's happy to oblige pretending that the barkeep is a dead alien <laughs> Who's rotting? Uh, the boys blast their pretend lasers at Mo, who rolls around crying. Martin Millhouse discovers that their alien is alive and has feelings, so they must kill it. <laughs> they blast Mo uh, more times, and then uh, we head into our final act. Yeah, it's uh, the next morning where Marge won't allow Homer to have any breakfast until he can get uh, Mo out of that treehouse. Uh, Bart promises to keep Homer's bacon safe until then uh, by uh, stuffing it in his mouth. Luckily, uh, <laughs> over there has pockets for bacon, and then uh, Homer goes uh, to reason with uh, Mo. Mo, you can't stay here anymore. Sure I can. Uh, you want some eggs with that? 
I got him out of that nest over there. Just one. I don't want to be rude. Listen, Mo. Every once in a while, a beautiful woman falls in love with a homely guy like us. You gotta make the most of it. If Kevin James can find happiness, why can't you? And he was always wearing shorts. You know, after all these years, I dated all these women, and it always just goes back to square one. Lonely old Mo. Well, there is a way around that. You could propose. Ah! What do you propose and I propose? I mean the big M. Murder-suicide? No, marriage. Marriage? Whoa. You mean I could have the thing you're always coming into my bar and moaning about? You know what? She's worth it. I'll give it a shot. So Martin Homer lead Mo to his bar, telling him he's on his own from there. Mo straightens himself up by combing his hair using a discarded fish skeleton from a nearby trash can. Hopefully uh, Heathcliff doesn't find out. Uh, Mo then steps into the tavern, goes behind the bar, and grabs a shotgun. The end. No. It was the murder-suicide uh, all along. <laughs> uh, he then takes the butcher's knife, hacks off the tip of the gun, and creates a ring. He then pokes his head into the room where he finds Maya packing some things. You'd better speak fast, or for the second time, you're going to lose the first good thing that's ever happened to you. I'm so sorry. You're great. So great. And all I've been is afraid. But all I got to do is look in your eyes. Baby, I love you so much. You stick with me. You'll get everything you ever wanted. I will never doubt you again. You can control the remote. You can pick all our vacations. And because I know the ladies like it this way... I will leave the toilet seat on. Maya, will you marry me? Forget it, loser. Gorillas like us don't get the girl. We're lucky if a cage gets hosed down once a week. Yes. I knew it! That's it. I'm never getting up again. Stay in here. On the ground. Wait, you, you, you said yes. Yes, Mo. Yes. Uh, so as Mo and Maya embrace, Homer and Bard, Homer and Marge begin to uh, sing the way we were. Barney, Lenny, and yeah, no, <sighs> ah, all right. Ah. Barney, Lenny, and Carl join in. The end. <laughs> yes. Mo declares the song to be good, but the movie to be crap. Next scene shows Mo looking through his wallet, crying. Maya asks what the issue is and explains that he has never been able to use that coupon from Luigi's for two for one dinner. They go to the Italian restaurant, but when Mo offers up the uh, the coupon, the Italian restaurant says <laughs> the Italian restaurant owner says that ex- <laughs> the coupon expired ten years expired ten years ago. If you pretend to be drunk long enough, know, it like, just happens. I'm assuming just drinking wa- water and of course the beer that we talked about in the opening. Right, of course. I was trying to do it, but I wasn't trying to do it too hard. <laughs> and then it just kind of came naturally, and I couldn't talk. You also sound kind of bored. Yeah. Um, uh. No. Uh, so yeah, uh, credits roll, and we go back to Lisa and the Kafkas looking for her to identify such things as existentialists. We got uh, Albert Camus, Frederick Nietzsche, Jean-Paul Sartre, oh, Albert Einstein. Not that one. Right. <laughs> Albert Brooks. Princess Diana, not that one. Wonder Woman. Johnny Carson. I can't Johnny Carson. Not that one. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Not the turtle. <laughs> and Amy Ryan. Wait, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Anne Rand. Steve's favorite author. That's right. The, the Fountainhead didn't have enough fountains, nor <laughs> enough head. Um, the uh, celebrity chefs, we have uh, Wolfgang Puck, Gordon Ramsay, and Julia Child. And other celebs in that group are Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Kite, and Alfred Hitchcock. 
Um, next, we get uh, Very Soft Minerals, and then we get Bebop Jazz Musicians, uh, Charlie Parker, Mick Jagger, Tupac Shakur, Bleeding Gums Murphy, hmm. uh, Tom Petty, Lauren Lapkus, Thelonious Monk, and Dizzy Gillespie. So Charlie Parker, Dizzy, Thelonious Monk, and maybe Bleeding Gums, I guess. And Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. He's Bebop. <laughs> I, said, I said Lauren Lapkus. I meant Laureline Lumpkin. <laughs> I assumed that, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Tropical Birds, followed by Chess Grandmasters. And so in the list, we have Bobby Fischer, Jerry Seinfeld, Magnus Carlson, Janet Rito, Dedrick Tradem, Judith Pulgar, Gary Gasparov, Martha Stewart, and Stephen Hawking. Hey, fun fact, every single one of those has been a guest on The Simpsons. Huh. Remember the Bobby Fischer one? Yeah. <laughs> and the Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> What's the deal with these people? Actually, I think everyone except for, like, I was making a joke, but yeah, I think everyone except Bobby Fischer and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Everyone else has been. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Janet Reno actually do a voice? I swear. She did on an episode that I think we reviewed. Dedrick Tatum. Well, of course, that's a. I don't know about Judith Polgar. I don't know either, but but yeah, it's a lot of guest stars. Yeah. All right. And then there's also um, uh, uh, Stone Fruits and then American Revolutionary Battles, uh, Nail Shank Diameters. And then finally, Lisa makes it to the customer service at Ways. Uh, just then, Marge tells Lisa it's time for bed. And that's our episode. Woo! Lots to unpack there, Steve. That's right. Like a, uh, a package from uh, Amazon.com. A lot to unpack. All right. Well, uh, let's unpack. But first, let's go and then come back. Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. All right, Steve, welcome back. And also welcome back, listener. Let's uh, wrap up the ways, wees, words this week. Indeed. We like to talk about our favorite visual gags or jokes, talk about most valuable jokester. And uh, hey, how about some merchandise that we'd like from this episode branded on something? So let's uh, start with that, Steve. What did you get from this episode? Oh, boy. Um, it's quite a it's a very visual episode. Mm. Uh, you can do any of the captures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like my cool capture shirt guys <laughs> so cool uh you could do the many faces of mo uh you could have millhouse's jersey or bart's or bart's yeah so it's kind of tough to pick just one but i'm gonna pick none of those <laughs> and um i think i'm gonna go with you can't get a gift tattooed on your body can you <laughs> we've brought this up before um no we're gonna invent it somehow though okay because if so i'd want uh martin getting hit by the car <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a satisfying fud. Yeah, I would like the, the jerseys as well, but mm-hmm. I, I'd want to be more authentic, like soccer jerseys. So I'd want them to have advertisements on them. Of course. Um, what would you, what do you think the advertisements would be like? Krusty Burger? Krusty Burger, maybe Duff. No, the uh, what's their uh, Apple product? Maple. Map. Yeah, Maple. Maybe King Toots gets in there somehow. It'd be fun. But I think I'm going to go with a uh, Miss Bottle Cap 1998 <laughs> poster. That's going to be my or T-shirt. Yeah. What about uh, uh, just a shirt that says fresh garbage? <laughs> Actually, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's, that's the best one. Like, you know, it'd still be the same, like the with the green and then like with the two lines is my fresh, but just as fresh garbage. <laughs> People don't know the reference, but it's just it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. Or about a sign that says uh, photos on the couch, $5 each. 
Yeah, that, that's that's good too. All right, how about this? A T-shirt that has a a mirror on it, and then it says uh, <laughs> "Objects in the mirror are more depressed than they appear." I like that. Yeah, or I just get that printed on every mirror that I see ever. <laughs> yeah, well, you you know it, buddy. Oh, you know, I'll get uh, uh, a screen accurate phaser from uh, Star Trek that Bart uses. Oh, very nice. There we go. That's a product you can actually buy. Do you have one, Craig? All right, next question. All right. Uh, so things that made us laugh. You know, um, Lenny might do it for me in this episode. He's is in like three scenes. Yeah, the opening was great with him. Um, my eyes, of course, in the in the prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Had, we had the discussion with Lenny just watching the Mo lose his mind in front of the mirror and just wanting another yeah. beer. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you know his doc, Mo, <laughs> Lenny's doctor. <laughs> <laughs> sure doesn't want Lenny to do a lot of things. Yeah, I, I, I we didn't bring this up in the episode, but, but yeah, the fact that he's he's winded because they didn't finish the hip hop yeah. hip hooray. I thought that was very funny. There should be a scene where like someone like maybe Carl's like, <laughs> like stop saying your doctor. It's Doctor Hibber. We all have the same doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I want that episode where <laughs> Hibbert's worried about Lenny so much that he won't let him do anything. You know, like the like the silly like Family Guy flashbacks it'll just be like each one like hibber's like make sure you don't get anything in your eye make sure you don't say hibber like everything like carl's or lenny's ever said yeah i mean i really liked when when homer or and without professor frank and homer did a homer joke where it's like where will we live and it's just you know when uh frank is like uh that's quite silly yeah dumbass <laughs> it's really fun um yeah i gotta go with lenny he's my yeah, MJ, i think i agree and- with you I did like uh, Mo turning into Rodney Dangerfield briefly. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring that up. Um, Rodney Dangerfield was also Larry Burns. Uh, that's a reference. Drink. Uh, sobered up over the break, and now this. We also forgot that all the many callbacks to the way we were song. That's true. Three different times they start to sing it, <laughs> which is you know it's weird because that's supposed to be Margin uh, uh, Homer's song. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, and don't forget the scene in New York uh, Times Square. That was great with Elmo and Spider Man. Yeah. And that's the whole like, you know, the payoff of threes. So just him as a kid. Right. I like I like the whole series of that joke. And uh, of course, Barton uh, Millhouse being kids playing was fun. That's true. The uh, the couch gag, of course. Yeah, it was it was good. It, I think that it was a little interesting because between the couch gag and the traffic flashback, the episode proper doesn't begin until like four minutes in. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the prehistoric time couch gag. If it was just like a regular couch gag and then it went to the prehistoric time, I feel like that's fine. But it's weird, like you're seeing like really it is like medieval times and then we're going back to prehistoric times. So it's like we're doing like some weird time jumps. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an interesting move. Um, yeah, it felt I, off. It did. Um, I will say, though, that their commitment to visual gags and just doing a lot of them, I appreciate. So not only the captchas, but like the Mo hitting the signs where it could have just been kids that play duck crossing, wet cement, coverage eggs, done. Mm-hmm. But then they go on for the fish crossing and then the fish crossing. I, I like that joke a lot. Yeah, I did too. All right. Well, all in all, what do we think? Uh, like, like I talked about, I did have like a little issue with Maya and her lack of character development, but I do appreciate the fact, like I said, that they didn't they didn't reference her being a little person like they, she was just a person. But this is a weird episode, like the ways plot felt really short to me and like ended really abruptly, but I didn't hate it. And then I like the Mo. Mo is always a fun character to me. And I thought, I thought it was a good episode. So I think that the jokes were solid, if maybe leaning a lot on the visual rather than more wordy word jokes that are written like that. But I, I think it was a fun episode. Maybe not the best episode ever, but I think it was a it was a good time. It it felt to me like a 
like an episode from like season 13 where you're not all in, but you enjoy what you're watching. And so for that, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, he had a calendar from 2003 talking about the weapons of mass inebriation. <laughs> so I'm going to give this a, uh, I don't know, a 1997 out of 2003 for whatever that means. The year Titanic came out, 97. That's right. So it was a Titanic of an episode. <laughs> there you go. You know, when I watched it initially live, I really dug it and then kind of rewatching it again and then really realizing, oh, Maya is a non-character. Like she does not um, pass the um, the Bechdel test because her only concern is just finding is just getting back with Mo. Like it's weird, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a the way we're like treating individuals now in storytelling of like on TV and movies, like representation and not making it just a white male centric storyline mm-hmm. like most movies and TV show, you know, up until recently have been about. So that's what it felt like. She's like an only character that's like there just to serve a man. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. It sounds it seems like a, it should be like from season 13 because it is. You know, with that mentality. Yeah, it, like I think of like of all the things, it's my biggest issue with this episode. Right, and and that not being said that it's uh, it's um a bad episode. I I kind of wish there was more of fleshed out, and then maybe it was harder for Mo to like get her acceptance and trust. That's a good like, point. They're missing they're missing the middle piece. It's like we saw Star Wars, and then after that we saw Return of the Jedi. And we're like, well, that what we're missing something in the middle, right? Yeah, because Mo didn't do anything. Like he insulted her in the previous episode to the point where she broke up with him, and uh, he didn't do anything to win her back or like to prove that he's better. He just gave empty promises, right? So yeah, well, because he tried to get like surgery to get shorter to be like yeah. her, yeah. And she said no, but he's like, I don't. And yeah, he says like no, or she says no, don't do that. And he's like, I'm not listening to you. I'm still gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there there should have been something there. And also, like, would I recommend it to a fan that hasn't seen The Simpsons in a long time? Um, I think I would, because, well, one thing, it's, it, you know, it's canon changing from here on out, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, that's uh, something we didn't really talk about is that it sh- the episode ends with uh, them engaged. Right. And that's almost the same way you're talking about, like, season 13 episodes, like, is like uh, a mod dying, you know, and a, a, a new start. And it's interesting that we're going to have this conclusion of Mo being, like, creepy, single, depressed bartender right and we've you know there's been a few characters now that finally have you know love in their life like comic book guy flanders briefly with the crabaffle right the best comedy always comes from tragedy Mm -hmm. it's a rarity to to give um the win for the tragic character which is mo and so i think um i think this is a good thing going forward yeah i would be curious to see if there's going to be a wedding episode Mm -hmm. and if there is is it going to be at the Simpsons house and Marge is going to say, why does everyone keep having weddings here? <laughs> oh, and also my theory that like four episodes take place in the same day. <laughs> so the episode with uh, Otto and Becky's wedding also takes place during this, their wedding. Sure. And a and, and, also, <laughs> and also uh, when uh, Selma was, or Patty was going to marry uh, Chris Tallman or whatever. Right. So I'm excited for, for that. Uh, but yeah, I think my biggest complaint of this episode was just the, the Maya character. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe like before, if they're doing to continue the storyline of maybe the next episode with them before like the wedding, maybe it'll be like, a, it'll be a wedding episode, but it'll be like bachelor party. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe there should be a, a, it should end with her leaving. Like maybe she decides like she's going to get a job as a doctor in like um, Shelbyville and she, she 
chooses her career over Mo or something. I don't yeah. Know. Is that still like a Bechtel test? Because it's still about like, I'm doing a woman something. And I, yeah. It would be cool to see an episode where they flesh her out, flesh her character out more so, and she becomes a more realized person. And that's all we're hoping for. And, I, and then yeah. maybe that's why, like, is there, um, you know, need more storylines. So this is a great right. way of like, all right, let's, we have a couple episodes a season. We could go back and look at Mo and Maya. Yeah. And they're like, once they're done with that storyline, like, all right, let's, let's sober up Barney again and he could get married. <laughs> Or Skinner finally moves out of uh, his mother's house and he gets married. Yeah, Flanders can fall in love with fall, fall in love again, and no, Flanders can fall in love again too, and then yeah, loses. With Skinner. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> See you more. I have a Billy Doodly. They would get along well, I think. <laughs> mm, your mustache tickles my taint. <laughs> Skinner. I don't know <laughs> what challenge doing there. Uh, all right, but if I were to give this a, a, a number, um, I said earlier in the episode that uh, it's been 274 episodes since they last were together. So out of 274, I give this episode a 247. All right, so you like it? Sure, just like I like life cereal. Sometimes, every now and then. All right, well, Steve, I know what we're gonna like next week. Yes, there's another episode watching. of The Simpsons. I did check the schedule. It, it will be airing. There might be a game seven for a baseball game, but I just noticed that the playoffs are now just like on cable. It's probably oh. not until the actual World Series, which I think maybe after this week or next week will probably not be a Simpsons episode. Right. Um, but in the meantime, we do have a new episode coming out October 24th. That's uh, right. Lisa's Belly. Hmm. Written uh, by Juliet Kaufman. Ooh. And uh, directed by Timothy Bailey. Yeah. I guess uh, just the one word or one. <laughs> the one word this episode's about is Lisa's Belly. No. Uh, the one sentence we got here on the Six Simpsons wiki is uh, Marge puts a hurtful word in Lisa's brain. Huh. And Bart gets in shape. Or she, it should be called Bart's Belly. Yeah. I wonder what the word is. <laughs> the word is blank. Uh, clitoris. Any uh, family or uh, cable guy reference uh, fans out there? Oh, is that? For- yeah. uh, he's playing with uh, Master Broderick's parents, and the word is clitoris. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I wonder what the hurtful word is. Um, ouch! <laughs> that is a very hurtful word. Bam! Pow! Punch! Marge <laughs> making Lisa read comic books. <laughs> yeah, no automatopoeia. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Um, and this <laughs> this just makes me curious. I I got it. I gotta know what this word is. What's the word? All right. So I'm excited to find the word. <laughs> it the better not be the bird. bird. <laughs> I have. I, I, I we're not Family Guy. That's right. Um, but uh, hey, tell us what you guys thought about the ways we were. Um, you can do that by contacting us on the emails, which is 138simpsons at gmail.com. And you can go to the socials at 138simpsons on your Twitter, your Instagram, or your uh, Facebook if you still use it. Hey, besides doing that, go ahead and go to your favorite uh, podcasting app and leave us a uh, five star, four star, whatever highest star you can and leave a positive review. But you don't really have to leave a review. You could no. just uh, tell us. Uh, your favorite um, Mo episode? Ooh, I like that. My mine is the one where he hits uh, Curly and Larry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one. All right. Well, for this week, I've been an annoyed Grunt Boy Craig, and I've been an annoyed Grunt Boy Steve. And remember, let's go from Disney Plus to HBO Max. I'm gonna blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs>